Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Wednesday, March the 20th, 2013. <sighs> yeah, it's been quite a while, huh? <laughs> That's right, Wednesday, March the 20th, 2013. This is episode number 137 of Purple Mafia. We're finally here. It's finally time for State of the Vikings. And uh, it's already well well into free agency. We've already kind of done what we're going to do, probably, for the most part. Except, man, maybe a little something, something more. And eventually we're going to be talking about the draft uh, later. Very briefly in this show, the draft. Much more so in the next show. That'll be more of like a draft preview, draft special type of show. Free agency and draft type of show. But really, free agency is kind of going to be merged in this one. It was supposed to be kind of more of like a NFL season wrap-up for 2012. But it's going to kind of... It's, it'll, it'll still be that in a sense. But it's going to be more... Well, 2013 free agency, I guess. I mean, well... <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll have a wrap-up. We'll definitely have that later in the show, but I apologize for the long delay. The explanation for that was posted on the Purple Mafia Show page on Facebook. That is facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. But for those of you that aren't on there, shame on you. <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is click like. But no, again, for those of you that aren't on there, uh, well, the problem was I was upgrading the computer and was doing it the old-fashioned way, as in like buying part by part, slowly but surely. Some new, some used, and, uh, well, one of the uh, problems was one of the motherboards I got was bad, and, uh, well, the busy schedule got in the way in trying to replace it and get one that does work, so it just took forever, and then other things get in the way just because you're an adult and things happen and you're busy, so I do deeply apologize that this took so long. And, uh, well, we're finally back and ready to rock and roll and talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Can you believe we're actually going to talk about the Vikings again? Wow. I mean, I'm really sorry it's been so long, and it's crazy to be back finally. <laughs> it really is. Oh, man. Not going to lie, the numbers were a bit disheartening and late in the year for whatever reason. I didn't know why they were so low with the team in the postseason and with a, such a fun postseason after uh, the Vikings were eliminated, unfortunately. Mm. But whatever, I guess it's just an ebb and flow with how the team is played and the confidence of the fan base out there in the team. It ebbs and flows. It just kind of is what it is. But let's just get back to the gist of things here. Yeah, free agency. We're going to pretty much open up with that. By the way, no call-ins, no call-ins. The phone line is 209-736-7877. Almost forgot it by now, right? 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling into, which is the Purple Mafia show. But, um, yeah. 
it's been a uh, it's been a more active free agency period for the Minnesota Vikings than a lot of people expected. A lot, and it also opened up with the signing of <laughs> I almost called him Sam Cassell, Matt Castle. That's right, Matt Castle of the Chiefs Zone. <laughs> The Chiefs zone, the Kansas City Chiefs, Matt Castle. Well, it didn't quite open, the free agency didn't quite open up with that. In fact, it was the thing that happened before free agency that kind of tended to hit the headlines. Guess we'll just open up with that, huh? Yeah, ultimately. Percy bleepin' Harvin. Yeah, that's right, Percy Harvin has been traded to the Seattle Sea Chicken, Seahawks, whatever you want to call them. A very, very improving football team. An amazingly improving football team. I don't think he'll be complaining about the quarterback over there. Um, and unfortunately, still the Vikings have not leaked any inf- really much information as to what Percy Harvin's major malfunction was with this football team for the last year and a half or so. It's been, I just, you know, I remember back in June, I didn't really take the threat as seriously at the time. A lot of people did, and I'm like, you know, he's just kind of just being himself. He's a mood swinger. I think he'll calm down and things will be okay. And maybe if we have a decent season, he'll chill out and be happy here ultimately. No, that's just not what happened, is it? Yeah, he chilled out, but then it just blew up back again during the season, fighting with the coach and of all coaches, Leslie Frazier, like, okay. And then ultimately, <clears throat> yeah, the blowing up of the coach and saying, I'll put a quarterback in there, basically. Hey, you know, and I don't blame him partially for that with the way Christian was playing. Yet at the same time, it's kind of like, well, that's just kind of throwing your team under the bus just a little bit there. Your coach, your quarterback, your teammates, it's kind of messed up. Not really the type of uh, attitude you really want out of a potential franchise type of player in the likes of Percy Harvin. But that's just how it goes. Some guys, sometimes some guys (laughs) run their team. Some guys run around their team. No, I guess this guy thinks he runs the team, I guess. Yeah, and uh, apparently the Vikings fran- Vikings uh, overall franchise and such said no. He's just way too much, way too much headache behind the scenes. And uh, it's funny how a lot of people do believe right now that Percy Harvin will conveniently have a lot less less migraines in Seattle. <laughs> that some of that may have been just kind of put there conveniently when he just for whatever reason didn't want to play. Uh, I can't get too far into that because I don't know for sure. I'm not one of those uh, journalist types that's afraid to say anything like, oh, no, I don't want to say that. Oh, oh, I'm not, I can't say what I don't know. You know, I mean, and, you know, ultimately I can't say what I don't know, yet at the same time, yeah, I don't know. So it's like, it's pointless in, in some cases where you you can't go too deep into something. So that's just how that goes. It's a, it's just a mess. It's a frustration. It's It's unfortunate. Yet the Vikings did get a decent amount in return. They got first-round pick, which ultimately becomes a 25th pick in the first round from Seattle. Uh, it was a pick to be named later that wound up being a third-round pick. Very, very exciting. The Vikings were able to get that out of the deal. And a seventh-rounder. Well, we just had to get that seventh-rounder, didn't we? <laughs> but, yeah, we did get it. That's the good news. That's the good news. So, um, this show, it's going to be kind of a... It's going to be a little bit of a bounce-around effect here. It's actually going to seem it's actually going to seem more organized than in the past in a lot of ways because yeah going to kind of merge the Facebook page comments with the current stories which I should have been doing all along but sometimes it's tough to do because 
<laughs> I mean, there's there's some sometimes there's so much going on on there uh, that it just turns into a kerfuffle of comments that I can't seem to organize because they're not organized for whatever you know. Everybody's talking in different places, so it's just how it goes. Would like to hopefully make sure everything is in a thread. That's a better way to do things. <laughs> Sebastian Balls, though. Comments first. Yeah, Brent Jacobson ultimately broke the story to me, and then I jumped out like, oh yeah, yeah, he's gone. What the heck? Or is going to be gone? It's like it was unofficial, but the sources type of deal from uh, 1500 and such, 1500 AM and such. Brent Jacobson, of course, always fantastic at getting information to me immediately quick. Uh, I love that about him. He also opened a, uh, I'm, I'm going to give a quick free plug to him. He opened a uh, group on Facebook for the 2013 NFL Draft. So you got to like that. Maybe give that a look, see if you could. Give that a like or follow or whatever they, whatever you do when you join the groups on there. It's a lot of fun. Recommend it, talking about the NFL Draft, the 2013 NFL Draft, which I've done a lot of studying of, believe it or not, this time around. Sometimes I don't study the drafts too much. I just try to look at who the Vikings could take in the first round. But eh, this year it's just kind of more more interesting, especially you had a second, first, second first round pick. But there you go, rambling again. <laughs> but uh, yes, as Brent Jacobson had posted, Percy Harvin has been traded to the Seattle Seahawks for multiple picks. ESPN reporting at least one first rounder in the deal. Sebastian Balls immediately just saying, simply saying, thank God. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Matt Emer out of the UK saying, Thank God that's over. I'd rather have him go to the AFC, though. Seahawks were dangerous before. Now they're lethal. Either way, with our team, it's on the up, even without Percy. Well, yeah. Yeah. And hope, yeah, and there's, obviously there's a certain wide receiver replacing Percy Harvin. Uh, different different receivers, similar in some ways, kind of versatile, slot and wideout. Ability, we'll get to him very shortly. Yeah, we kind of know who that is. <laughs> but we're on Percy right now. Mark Carlson saying, I quote-unquote liked this, but I don't like this. Yeah, I know. it's It really sucks to lose Percy Harvin. It really does. It sucks. I mean, he was still valuable. It was like, you know how everybody was like MVP Adrian. Adrian's obviously the MVP of the NFL this year. Blada, bing, bada, boom. He's just... Ran for 2,000, almost 2,100 yards, by the way. Just tore up the league. Unbleeping believable numbers. Unbelievable season. Unbelievable everything. Adrian Peterson, from about week 8 or so on, he was just off the charts, ridiculously unbelievable, historically good. But, well, the first six weeks or so, Percy Harvin was unbelievably historically good. That's one thing that a lot of us forget. Not everybody. I know a lot of you don't forget it, but... At the same time, you know, in a way like I did, because Adrian was that good. He was so good, you actually forgot about what Percy was accomplishing early on. And, of course, Percy Harvins, which is probably why Sebastian Ball is saying, thank God here, is this gosh darn inconsistency and his constant injuries. (laughs) I mean, the guy is injury prone, and, yeah, it just never ends. Obviously, this was an ankle injury that was, well, it was probably worse than originally diagnosed, but yeah, yeah, no, hey, you know, it shouldn't have cost him the whole season. And I think a lot of people know that. I think it was conveniently worse than expected because Percy Harvin wanted it that way. I think a lot of people behind the scenes say the same thing. Chris Carter says the same say, says uh, says that he says that the Vikings are better off. I posted that article on the Facebook page a little while ago. 
So there you go. Nobody commenting on it, but a lot of people clicking like, or a few people clicking like. Oh, boy. What an, what an awesome day for the Vikings that was, huh? <laughs> One other bit of news. Also, the Vikings have exercised the fourth year option on Leslie Frazier's contract. At one point, they were talking about the Vikings have reached a multi-year extension. A lot of people were kind of like, it's a little too early. What the heck? Why are the what are they rushing to do this? I don't know about this idea. Well, ultimately, it ended up being, you know, that was the Matt Emers and such. Uh, Josh Mayer Henry saying, would have to agree a bit soon. Fire him and keep Harvin, says Mark Miller. Uh, Dan Taylor saying he's totally behind it. Look look at the turnaround last year from the year before. That's for sure, man. Good teams stick with coaches for the long haul. They don't change them every few years like Detroit had been doing forever. Todd Vandermeer saying Frazier's, I guess, okay to keep, but Musgrave is the one that needs to go. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, uh, yeah, people liking that one. Deb Bunton saying, good job, Frazier. So... Uh, final comment on there. Mark Carlson saying, unexpected. Thanks for the update, Joey. You're welcome, Mark. That was at the time, any of course, around February 13th. Yeah, February 13th. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot. It seemed like, uh, yeah, the original headline was that it was a multi-year extension. It ended up being the fourth-year option. So Leslie Frazier will be the coach. During the 2014 season, well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, provided there isn't a disaster next year, but I don't think there will be. Yeah, let's just not even think about that, right? Let's not even think about that happening. And yeah, and then I posted about the update of what's going on with the computer. This is again the Facebook page, like I mentioned, facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show. I'm just kind of jumping through this just to kind of, you know, I'm just jumping through this just to get it, just to get it over with at this point, and then we'll get on to the next stories and such. Nick Borboom saying, hell, we wait for a good Vikings team, and that takes forever. I think we can wait for State of the Vikings. <laughs> That's the truth. Nick, gotta love that. He's saying again, yes, it is. Guess it's a Minnesota sports thing. Oh, well. Janice Sue, the mother of Marcus the Forecaster. That's right. The spectacular host of Timberwolves Explosion, which will also be recorded this upcoming weekend, as will Brave the Wild. It's going to be a return of every show this weekend. Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild, playing awesome of late. I'm really excited about how that show might do. Oh, man. Malcolm Malcolm out of California saying I'm having withdrawals. Oh, thank you for that, Malcolm. God, I love you. God, I love you for that. Dave Hickey also saying, uh, he's from Iowa, saying, that's all right, Joey, take your time, and don't stress yourself out. We all have off-season to listen, but I surely do miss your show and can't wait till football is back. Skull Vikings. Yep. Thank you very much, guys. I do appreciate what you had to say there, everybody, for the support. Very, very nice people there, all commenting. Yeah, again, sorry for the wait. It's just one of those things. Not much I could have done, obviously. Uh, yeah, the next storyline is a bit sad. And we're going to get to your comments immediately here. <laughs> At the time when I was prepping for the show, believe it or not, it was already a week. It's almost a week ago. I was saying, oh, the Vikings have traded Percy Harvin. Is, 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 I almost call him Brandon Jennings. It's Greg Jennings. Uh, <laughs> is Greg Jennings the guy? Yeah, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, before that, and I guess one of the reasons we were able to make the move financially, the Vikings have released, oh boy, the Vikings have released Antoine Winfield. 
my god! Yeah, we released Antoine Winfield, and um, that kind of that kind of yeah, that kind of broke my heart a little bit. I mean, uh, but at the same time, it's one of those things. Seven point five million for a guy that's thirty six and does tend to get hurt a lot, as Sebastian will mention. Uh, hardcore in <laughs> in the comments upcoming here for the story. But man, I mean, Antoine Winfield, that's one of my all-time favorite Vikings. With, without a doubt. I mean, he's as good a cornerback as the Minnesota Vikings have ever had. All-time great cornerback. Great tackler. He's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, he kind of was getting injury-prone for a bit there the last two years. Really, 2008 on. 2009, actually, I should say. It seemed like he got bit by the injury bug kind of frequently and at the worst possible time, especially in 2009, that doggone Liz Frank injury, they call it, which is a crack across the front, the top of your foot, which can really mess up any type of lateral movement. That's for sure. And you need lateral movement to be a safety in the NFL or, or excuse me, a, a cornerback or whatever it is, secondary. You're trying to you know keep up with a guy who's trying to move laterally and juke and jive and all that stuff around you. And uh, Antoine Winfield got burned big time on some plays, especially in that Arizona game. That was disgusting that year, 2009. And the Vikings could have used some serious help in that New Orleans Saints game, which I don't want to talk about that anymore. Ugh. So, but yeah, I mean, but overall the guy was unbelievable. Brent Jacobson saying, I wouldn't be shocked if he comes back on a restructured deal. I really like Antoine. I agree. Yes, I agree with everything there. I Again, the possibility does exist and persist of uh, Antoine Winfield returning on a smaller deal, a significantly smaller deal. It was a $7.5 million hit to the cap, and I do got to think this release did help the Minnesota Vikings in signing their new number one receiver, their veteran number one receiver. Amy Bauer saying, crazy. Rick Elmer saying, really upset. Mark Carlson, also out of Iowa, of course, saying, disaster. He, he continues saying, this is terrible. Why not get rid of the non-productive players? I really, I mean, I, I am I am with Rick Elmer, really upset. Yeah. Robin Sullivan saying a decision that will surely be regretted. And Sebastian Balls, again, with the infamous that, thank God, <laughs> response, oh, and he says he is always hurt. Yeah, okay, he was good when he played. That's the key. When he played. I I feel you, Sebastian. I feel you. I feel you. The, the injury stuff was a pain in the butt. And that's kind of been the story of the Minnesota sports franchises for the last three to five years. The Twins, yeah, need I say more? The Timberwolves this year, need I say more? The Wild last season, oh my goodness. You know, I mean, they went from a really good team to a worthless team. Uh, there were so many injuries in that team, it was like, whatever. You had Guys like Warren Peters playing extended minutes with a, uh, I forget, something McIntyre. Guys that are career minor leaguers, like 30-year-old minor leaguers, were on your second and third line last year for the Minnesota Wild. Excuse me, that's a Brave the Wild like talking there, but <laughs> the Brave the Wild host talking there. But you get the idea, though. I mean, there's so many injuries that it's like, well, no wonder they're losing because you got guys like that playing, playing, you know, major minutes. Major ice time. And the Vikings, same thing at times. There's a lot of guys that get hurt at the inopportune times, and it's like, doggone it. Ah, it was kind of like that with E.J. Henderson as well. And then it got to a point where he was so so damaged over the years that it's like he just kind of sucked, and he just didn't get a contract again in the NFL. It's just like, he's done. He just can't play anymore. Maybe like a certain linebacker that now has parted ways with the Chicago Bears. 
guy by the name of Brian Erlacher. He may be completely washed up as well. A lot of people on the Facebook page seem to think so. Yes, sir. I commented about how I love Antoine, one of my favorite, and yep, I agree with what Sebastian's saying, though. He continues saying, I love him. Sebastian continues, that is, saying, I love him too, but every player hits his point where he isn't that good. He has exceeded that point. Well, he was pretty damn good last year, got to admit, but yeah, that's not saying he's going to be extremely good this year. I can understand that, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the guy can be, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of like every other year. It kind of became every other year with uh, Antoine. He'd have that ridiculously good year, and then he'd be hurt all year. And then he'd have a ridiculously good year, and he'd be off, off and on hurt the next year, and stuff like that. And maybe this was going to be that year again, which would have probably been his last year in the league, potentially, if it turns out that way. What will happen with Antoine Winfield? Nobody knows. He has not signed with anybody yet. I gotta think there are offers, and they seem to think there are, but I'm doubting that they're in the 7.5 million range. Mark Carlson closes this thread with Sebastian Balls for GM. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes, yes. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yes, sir. Now there was talking about uh, possible Brian Erlacher. Nobody commenting about that. I posted the article. People did comment somewhere talking about how he's washed up and stuff, but I guess we'll just kind of move on from there. Mm, Well, you get the idea. Greg Jennings, anyone, was my original article. It's actually, well, not my article. I posted it from um, a very nice website by the name of the Daily Norseman. Not the Daily Norseman, www.dailynorseman.com. Yeah, I should, yeah, man. It's a great website. It is for sure. Todd Vandermeer out of Indiana saying, do we have a quarterback to throw him the ball? <laughs> yes, sir. I know what you mean there. Yep. Anthony Batista, Anthony from L.A., from the L.A., saying, I'll take him. Victor Cruz would be better, though. Mm, yeah. Yes. Sebastian saying, too much money. Brett McCarthy saying, yes, Greg Jennings. So a lot of differing opinions there. Yeah, a lot of differing opinions, but that's what's that's what's that. Excuse me, that's the name of the game. Now that I can talk, uh, Jasper Brinkley gone. Good riddance, right? Well, kinda. The plot thickens. Erlacher time. <laughs> that's what I said. Mark Carlson saying, "I hope not. He is good, but always on the sideline." Yeah, that knee for Mister Erlacher is not a thing of beauty. No, not a thing of beauty at all for Mister Erlacher. But that's again how it goes, and that's the name of the game. Eventually, you're done. But yeah, Jaster Brinkley has signed a two-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. So that's the end of that. The Vikings have a obvious void at the linebacker position. No obvious replacements just yet. We'll see. That still is out there. When you lose your starting... Uh, he was the middle linebacker last year, believe it or not, replacing E.J. Henderson, the departed E.J. Henderson. Jaster Brinkley also at times was a pretty good special teams special teamer as well. But, yeah, well, you know, yeah, he's not here anymore. And the Vikings seem to kind of say, ah, uh, you know, eh. Our Minnesota Viking fan page said that. That's another Facebook page out there. He was just kind of like, eh. I'm sure that's pretty much how the Vikings approached it. Like, we don't care. Because the Vikings have signed the backup for, of, of the year right here. The backup signing of all time, right? Former Kansas City Chief starting quarterback, Matt Castle, to what I thought was a four-year deal, but I read it wrong. It was a one-year, one $4 million deal. One-year, $4 million deal. 
And there's all kinds of opinions here again, and we're going to get to them right now. Farzine Vasugian, the former host of the Chiefs Zone. Oh, I'd love to hear that show again. Kansas City Chiefs show, of course, the Chiefs Zone. He's he's the main reason. He's he's the guy that recruited me to the SportsStuff.com, folks. That's right, Purple Mafia, the SportsStuff.com, and on iTunes. Yes, got all of that. He's saying, "Thank God he's not a Chiefs anymore. He's not a Chief anymore." <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine Farzine liked him. I never even talked to Farzine about it, so I'll talk to him on the show here in a second. Todd Vandermeer saying, "Don't know if it's good or bad. He wasn't very good at the Chiefs. Maybe okay for backup, but can be, can he be worse than who he's backing up?" Ooh, yep. <laughs> Todd Vandermeer dropping some gems here, and that's true. Sebastian Balls, uh Negative Nancy strikes again. <laughs> I remember when uh, Malcolm called him that. <laughs> Sebastian saying, boo! Mark Carlson jumping in saying, what? Wow, didn't did not see that coming. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't really either. I mean, though I thought that that would be the right type of guy to bring in. But I'll get back to my thought. I'll give you guys thoughts first. Neil Allen Thiesing, who, is host, who has helped host and brave the wild a few times. Got to get him on again at some point. Man, doggone it. Uh, he says, I can't believe it's four years. He stinks, but yeah, that changed. Russell Engrave says, suck. Y- Yankee Zong, yes, sir. He says, fail. I wanted Alex Smith. <laughs> That's a good quarterback. But yeah, see, if, if you bring in Alex Smith, he's the starter. I got to think, right? So the Vikings, for whatever reason, seem to be completely sold on Christian Ponder right now as a starting quarterback Yankee, so I'm not sure what to think at this point. Yeah, I mean, Alex Smith, yeah, I mean, hey, well, the, the, ironically, ironically of all time with all this, uh, I guess, I mean, who, who's Alex Smith going to be starting for next year? Kansas City Chiefs. How ironic is that? So there you go. <laughs> yep, but yeah, as I mentioned, it was a one-year deal for $4 million. Sebastian Balls saying, glad we got at least someone who will compete with Ponder. That's a good, that's better. Yeah, that's better than just boo. <laughs> that's the That's the key. You know, you get, get somebody to at least kind of stir the pot a little bit. It's not necessarily going to be great. He's not going to tear up the whole world and be the bomb quarterback, obviously. No, of course not. But he's at least a legit backup quarterback. Legit backup quarterback who can start if you need him to. If Christian Ponder hurts his shoulder before a playoff game like last year, rather than have that worthless pile of cockadookie Joe Webb throwing ground balls to wide receivers. This isn't baseball practice, Joe Webb. This isn't you're not trying to test the, the Minnesota Twins infield to see if they can field ground balls. The object is to catch the ball. You gotta throw it higher, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, throw it higher but yeah, it's just they were that, yeah, they were that <laughs> excuse me, they were that bad. It was Nothing but ground balls. It was an utter disaster beyond... Yeah, it was just... Yeah, I would just... I can't stand it. Joe Webb. Oh, boy. I, I hope I'm not too off my game, guys. I'm a little... I'm probably a little rusty a little bit. It's been like five weeks since I've recorded any podcast. It kind of... It's kind of weird coming back a little bit. But I'm loving it. I'm really happy to be back, just so you know. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, Jeff Schwartz, that was our right guard last year. No, he was a right tackle, but he was like, he could also play right guard. He was a versatile guy and signed with the Chiefs. 
Yeah, he is a chief now, so he's also gone. The Vikings have not replaced any any of the, the Jets. Yeah, they haven't replaced Jasper Brinkley, Antoine Winfield, or Jeff Schwartz as of yet. So, well, we'll see what happens. Sebastian saying, still what? He hardly played. Ryan Anderson saying, that sucks. So two completely different opinions, but that's the name of the game when you have 300-plus uh, people on the Facebook page. That's a good thing. I'm really happy to have all of you. Hopefully we can get it to be a higher number. Uh, and now... Now we finally get to the story of the day here. The story of the last week, anyway. One of the most exciting things of all. Who did the Vikings sign? They signed Greg Jennings. Oh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Greg Jennings is a Minnesota Viking. He didn't come, he, he didn't come cheap, but he's a Minnesota Viking. Ah, finally. Isn't that cool? It sure is. Jennings is a Viking. Yes, sir. Another Green Bay Packer. Another big name Green Bay Packer coming to Minnesota. This is it. We finally got another. I mean, not finally. Yeah, it started with Darren Sharper. Then we became the Packer of all Packers, Brett Favre. Now it's Greg Jennings who Brett Favre threw some nice passes to during that 2007 season. And the Packers went from kind of a nothing team to a really good team. An awesome team, 12-4, and 13-3 record in 2007, only to lose to the New York Giants in the NFC Championship game on a, which ended with a disappointing pass by Brett Favre. That sounds very familiar around here. <laughs> but no, Greg Jennings really emerged that year, and, uh, well, with Brett Favre, that was Favre's last year with the Packers, and guess who kind of, sort of, helped Jennings decide on Minnesota? He was already intrigued, but, I mean, he kind of helped, helped seal the deal a guy by the name of Brett Favre. That's right. Greg Jennings, I mean, conversations with Brett Favre, extended conversations saying he knew that Brett Favre would be a straight shooter, that if, uh, well, if Minnesota sucks, Favre would tell him that, and Favre did not tell him that. So that's good. Thank you for that, Brett. We appreciate it. <laughs> Greg Jennings is a Viking. What I don't understand is I guess he's not going to wear number 85 because Greg Childs wears it. Or maybe Jennings is just starting over. Greg Childs. I can't believe people are even talking about Greg Childs as a possible replacement for to help him fill in the... Yeah, I don't know about that. Excuse me. Greg Jennings will be wearing number 15, though. So now let's get to the comments. Anthony from L.A. saying, finally! By the way, also Tony Colvin saying, you beat me to it. I was just going to post this. <laughs> as he posted the story as well. Jennings agrees to deal with the Vikings according to sources at the time. Cedric Paulding saying, "Hell yeah, awesome move." Yankee, a uh, Yankee saying, saying bleep it, uh, the S word. <laughs> okay, I'll say it. Shit, hell yeah. Now trade one of our first round for Cruz, and we set. Whoa, yeah, that'd be big time. Yeah, then we'd have super receivers. Well, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. You never do know what's going to happen. Uh, Justin Day saying, "We're coming." Sebastian Balls saying, "Too much money." But will bring a lot of help to our core. And in his NFL Network interview, he said he will be here to help our receivers who are coming. Oh yeah, a hint. We might get a couple in the draft. Now, I, I'm thinking one right now, Sebastian. I'm thinking one. But who knows? I mean, yeah, if we didn't make a big free agent splash, I would have said I would be. I would be all over the possibility of taking two 
with the 23 and 25th pick. I'm thinking they will take one for sure, though. For sure. Possibly the 23rd pick. Kind of depends on who's, you know, what what they're looking at at 24. Because you can, yeah, I mean, it's only one team ahead of you for that next pick. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll talk about the draft briefly later, and we'll talk about it more extensively on episode number 138. Brent Jacobson. That's the man right there. Brent Jacobson saying, best... Based on Jennings' size, I envision him be, as being more of a between-the-numbers receiver as opposed to being an outside-the-numbers receiver. Is this true? Yeah, I think so, Brett. Because he's he's played slot and wideout. So, uh, but yeah, no, and Anthony jumping in saying, I don't think so, Brent, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, no. It's... Uh, you know, actually, no, no, I, I see what's going on here, yes. Brent's actually kind of saying he's going to be more of a uh, slot receiver. No, he's he, he will be more of a wideout, but he can play slot. That's, that's what I thought you meant. He's kind of like a in-between. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean now, though, yes. Kind of like an underneath slot receiver type. He he can play both. He'll probably be more of a wideout on this team. Because, yeah, I mean, I can see what Anthony's saying here. I He said, I think Jerry is right. We'll take Percy's role in the slot and Simpson and Jennings on the outside. Jennings can find holes in the defense and he knows how to get open. How many wide open touchdowns did he have against the Vikings? Lots. You're correct. He killed us last year. Greg Jennings killed us in those two final games last year. The season finale and the playoff game just killed us. Destroyed us. That Cocky SOB uh, Aaron Rodgers, his former quarterback, thank God for the former part. <laughs> Though I, he's a pretty good quarterback to be throwing you the ball, but yeah, unfortunately, sports hurting a kind of slow Jennings season last year, and that's the reason he was available this year because, well, the Packers just kind of, yeah. But I'm glad we were able to get him. <laughs> yeah, so, but no, um, no, I, yeah, I can see what Anthony's saying here. Yes, yes. I like Darius Wright a lot, by the way. Jerry Wright absolutely earned playing time last year, and I remember being annoyed uh, when Jerry Wright wasn't even on the active roster for until Percy Harvin got hurt. It took Percy Harvin getting injured for Wright to even see the field, which drove me kind of crazy. And then when he did see the field, he was pretty good. He's not a superstar, but he is an NFL player, and everybody knew he's an NFL player. Doggone, he tore it up in college. Excellent college player. Doesn't necessarily translate to NFL stardom, but at minimum, he's an NFL, he's a legit NFL slot receiver. Yes, I like Jerry Strite, and he was actually a little bit better than some people probably envisioned in his rookie year, especially with all the inactive time he had. So yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that trio. Yes, Jerome Simpson has been inked to a one-year deal, restructured, cheaper than last year, so there you go. And he's basically saying, "Thank the Lord, I'm so happy to be back." So good. I mean, hey, I'm glad glad to hear glad to hear you saying that, Jerome. Hopefully, he can, uh, yeah, benefit from having a full season versus missing the first four games. So that's the good part. Jerome Simpson, he did finish the season fairly strong. He was actually pretty clutch, which is insane. That strong finish is why he's back, because other than that, it looked like he wasn't going to suit up for an NFL team ever again, the way things were headed with Jerome Simpson during last season. It was a disaster, man, until later in the year. But guys like Simpson and Jarius Wright improved, along with Christian Ponder, late in the season. They were very key to the Minnesota Vikings' success 
down the stretch, as was the greatest, <laughs> the greatest second half probably of all time in, in Adrian Peterson for an NFL running back. Greatest second half, greatest three-fourths of a season ever by Adrian Peterson, who again missed the all-time single-season rushing record by nine bleeping yards. Yeah, oh man. But yeah, the Greg Jennings edition, obviously, obviously, will keep the defense honest, without a doubt. Stretch the field, that's what the Vikings needed. This is, I mean, it's amazing what Adrian Peterson was able to accomplish when there was virtually no passing threat at all until later in the year. It's just, it just shows how amazing Adrian Peterson truly is. Because usually, you know, it's like, up, oh, they're going to stack the box. Uh, and down goes Adrian, two yards, cloud of dust. But no, down did not go Adrian. Only early in the year a little bit because he was a little jittery still. Whew. Oh, man, what an amazing season that was. But no, and what a wonderful addition Greg Jennings is. Also, again, got a, got a note again is that Greg Jennings did have uh, sports hernia. So that is something of note for the Minnesota Vikings and health concerns with Greg Jennings. But... By all accounts, he is absolutely ready to rock and roll, and that's good news. Hopefully, Christian Ponder also is ready to rock and roll. I mean, we better absolutely hope so. The parameters of the Jennings deal, by the way, $47.5 million over five years, 18 guaranteed. So, not that bad. Not quite 63, which is what Percy got from Seattle, and which is what I'm sure he wanted from Minnesota, and not in the Wallace level either, which is about $60 million as well. So, Luckily, it's a little bit cheaper, but still a fairly big deal. Sebastian wasn't in love with it, but I'm sure he's happy to have him, obviously, and he is. Brett McCarthy is as well, as he simply says, awesome. Agree, Brett. Agree. Or Brett. Brett McCarthy. Excuse me, I apologize. We'll get to a couple other quotes here. Man, this is kind of cool. Or <laughs> I'm actually going to be able to get through the... Uh, the Facebook page here, I got it like that, fairly fairly quickly, not super quick. Well, but there's a lot of talking about on here still a bit. Unfortunately, having to scroll down a bit, so I apologize for that. Tarkenton, man, this was, yeah, that's about where we leave off. Tony Coleman, yeah, he, he put up a blog saying, uh, well, this is actually a report from NFL.com. Vikings will actively pursue Percy Harvin trade, and that ended up being absolutely true. Malcolm saying, man, I sure hope we can keep him unless we trade him for Julio Jones or A.J. Green. It's like, ha, no, I, I wish. I wish. So now we jump much later to Sebastian Balls. A whole month later, because it was pretty quiet there for a while. Understandably, because nothing was going on. Sebastian's saying, weird to think this year we probably will say farewell to the Dome. Yep. Farewell to the dome patches on the Vi- dome patches on the Vikings jerseys. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy, isn't it? He's Sebastian saying in less than 365 days, the dome will be dust. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing to think that that's going to be it. Brent saying, other than the memories and the climate control for two seasons at TCF Bank Stadium, there isn't much I'll miss about the Metro Dump. But for me, it's more baseball related for the Metro Dome with the memories. I've got two words for everybody when you talk about the Metrodome and about history and about aura and about just just a, a time that I miss so much. Two words. Kirby Puckett! That's what I miss. That's what I miss. That's what I will miss about the Dome. 
and I, I, I miss it now, obviously as well. But that 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 voice echoing <laughs> through that tent of a stadium, <laughs> and yes, it's a tent, basically. But no, that tent of a stadium, hearing that voice echoing across <laughs> that roof and uh, and across the whole place, it will never be forgotten. It'll always it'll it'll always be there. Brent Jacobson officially posting about Percy Harvin traded to the Seattle Seahawks for picks. There was no additional comments on there. <laughs> He's saying this could be dangerous. Marijuana is legal in Washington. <laughs> Gotta like that. Gotta like that indeed. Dan Taylor also posting again, simply saying, No! He's saying, and just to make that clear, No! Oh, I know what you mean there. Todd jumping in saying, Todd Vander made that is saying, don't care what anyone says. The Vikings will miss Percy Harvin. They have no wide receivers now. Yeah, and they really didn't at the time either. Mark Carlson saying, not Harvin. Uh, Tony Coleman also posting something about the Seahawks as well. Percy Harvin and such from the USA Today as well. That's something to check out. Sebastian saying, I vote we sign Fitzpatrick to be Ponder's training camp competition. I would have liked that, actually, because I, I like Fitzpatrick more than Matt Castle. I, I like Fitzpatrick a lot, so I, I agree with Sebastian there. Sebastian also saying Minnesota moving in the right, right direction by letting Winfield and Harvin leave. Interesting. I can understand about the injuries, yes. Very, very, very frustrating indeed. Brent Jacobson saying interesting ideas here for improving the Vikings. Posted a Bleacher Report article on their Definitely worth a look. It's a lot of stuff on there as well. We'll get to that. We'll probably get deeper into that on the next show. Cedric Paulding talking about a free agent. Carlos Dansby. Yes, he, uh, yeah, he wouldn't be a bad pickup. He really wouldn't. Uh, we're in the market for, for a veteran linebacker. There's no doubt. And Dansby is likely on the list. Cedric saying thanks for the feedback. And, and yeah, it's one of those things where... Yeah, I mean, we got to sign somebody. And I, yeah, i got to think Dansby somebody the Vikings could look at. Decent numbers. Actually, a pretty decent decent linebacker. Above average, actually. And the Vikings need somebody at this point in time. Frustration continues. <laughs> we'll get deeper into free agency in a little bit here. Actually, after the break, we're going to get more hardcore into free agency. I just want to finish up the Facebook page right now first. Greg Jennings is a Viking. Todd Vandermey also posting... And finally, Sebastian Balls with the final quote, and it's pretty funny, saying, Castle is like insurance. Costs way too bleepin' much, but it's all about the what if. <laughs> That's a gold star, Sebastian. There it is. A gold star for Sebastian Balls. He is back in the gold star trophy case again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like that, Sebastian. Good stuff. <laughs> And that was also the final quote of the Facebook page. Thank you guys for posting. Never stop. Always appreciated. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Uh, I believe that most of the stuff, most of the stuff on Twitter is too old. I'm not going to go back to it. So, but I will encourage you guys to tweet me on there. At this point in time, I'm going to keep being more active, doing shows again. Finally, thank God. That's uh, Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, or you could simply say, obviously, at Purple Mafia Show. Give that uh, Twitter account a follow. That would be terrific. And you can tweet me whenever you like, and we'll read it on the show. Unless, you've, unless you just tell me, absolutely do not post this, do not read this on the show. 
which I can do at your leisure. <laughs> I can definitely not post or not talk about stuff on the show if you prefer. I'm not too uh, pushy about stuff like that. So thanks again, everybody, for posting on the show. Again, don't be afraid to call in. You're always welcome to 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. So with that, again, we will take a break, and then we're going to get more into the free agency and draft. And, of course, ultimately, though, we are going to get to finally the State of the Viking type stuff. The, the uh, Your MVP, biggest disappointment, biggest surprise, and why in the next segment right after this. Back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 137, which is a reminder for all you MP3 player users out there, iPods, iPhones, Android devices, all you need to do is download Double Twist for that, or Stitcher, Purple Mafia, not quite sure if we're actually on Stitcher yet, but if we are, that's that would be news, I do believe we are by now, it just shows how out of the loop I've been of late, and I do apologize for that, so... Hopefully we are on Stitcher by now. I would hope so. It's just been one of those deals where it's a process. It takes time to get on there. But once you're on, you're on and rock and roll and there you go. <laughs> and then everybody's happy because Stitcher is one of the uh, one of the more elite podcast uh, programs. So there you go. That'd be great to have Promo Mafia and Tim Rules Explosion on there as well. Uh, Promo Mafia, again, a reminder, is available on the sportstuff.com. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. And, of course, on iTunes and all those other applications. Like you just mentioned, Windows Phone, all you simply need to do is go to the Windows Store and search it, I believe. From what I, from what I That's how I found Timberwolves Explosion and Purple Mafia one time on a Windows Phone just in a Verizon store. So, pretty simple <laughs> deal there. So, yeah. Now we're down to free agency, brief draft, and, of course, the uh, postseason awards or Minnesota Vikings 2012 
uh, awards and demerits for the team. The best player, the, the worst, well, the biggest disappointment, worst player, and of course the biggest surprise. So that's deal. We'll do your fans ones first before we get to mine. I'll close the show with mine, of course. But first, we're going to continue some free agency talk. And very brief draft. It's pretty much going to be wide receiver laden with the draft for now. There's going to be a more intensive draft show that again will be episode number 138 that'll pretty much be draft draft and more draft possibly some free agency depending on more uh things happening with the minnesota vikings and free agency comings and goings per se uh there were other <coughs> moves that the vikings made we, we, we re-signed excuse me <laughs> we re-signed mr berger joe berger who is a center or a right guard. Um, ultimately, Fusco is the right guard, but Berger is kind of like a, you know, he's, he's one of those versatile offensive linemen. There have been quite a few of those. Jeff Schwartz, of course, I did mention, signed with the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, and I'm also going to refer to a bit of what uh, Mr. <laughs> Brent Jacobson posted on there when it was a blueprint, Minnesota Vikings blueprint for winning free agency. It was it was via Bleacher Report. Some of the mock draft information that I'm going to be talking about, or I'm using the mock draft to kind of look for names and information more so than to be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to read off the mock draft to you. It's more for information and yeah, where teams are are headed at this point in time, where the Viking, what the Vikings are thinking as well. But for the uh, really for free agency at this point, the most major glaring need for free. Uh, for the Minnesota Vikings in free agency at the beginning was wide receiver. That's a check right now. Obviously, we move on to the draft for wide receiver. I do expect the Vikings to take a wide receiver with the 23rd or 25th pick in the draft. I'm guessing 23rd, but we'll see what happens when it happens, of course. Uh, but now the newest <laughs> the newest major position of need for free agency is now the linebacker position. An interesting idea brought up in this Bleacher Report. Now, of course, earlier in the blueprint, it talked about, uh, you know, they're not going to go after any big-name wide receiver or anything. Well, they ended up doing that. So that's kind of like done and dusted, as they say in Australia. <laughs> Maybe some people listening right now are from Australia or New Zealand or something. Done and dusted. <laughs> Jasper Brinkley's time in Minnesota is done and dusted. Aaron Henderson, I don't believe I mentioned, has re-signed to the Minnesota Vikings. Don't believe I mentioned earlier earlier segment, that is. But uh, the name that they bring up is Larry Grant here in the Bleacher Report. Larry Grant, a bit of a sleeper. Uh, He was a seventh-round pick in 2008 by the San Francisco 49ers. Played three seasons with the Rams and was was decent. But then he started eight games on defense in 2010 before joining San Francisco in 2011, who filled in for Patrick Willis starting three games that season, finishing with 35 tackles and two sacks and, I mean, I'm playing on one of the best defenses in the NFL, but unfortunately for Grant, he only played 21 defensive snaps last season. But fortunately for general manager Rick Spielman, because there you go, it's the whole buy low thing. That's right, buy low. And uh, right now, we may, you know, why not? Uh, he's he's still he's obviously pretty young player still at this point in time. Why not? He obviously has to replace Brinkley, or we have to replace Brinkley, replace Brinkley somehow. Jasper Brinkley, the departed to the Arizona Cardinals. This initially said the Vikings should re-sign Brinkley, but dump Simpson, Jerome Simpson. And well, we lost, we lost Brinkley. I think we didn't really care though 
And, of course, we kept Jerome Simpson, much to some people's chagrin, but his uh, delight, of course. But, uh, yeah, the linebacker thing. Larry Grant, a bit of a sleeper, but, hey, why not? But there are other intriguing names available. Of course, Brian Erlacher. That's more of like a buying somebody on his last leg or post-last leg. That's a damaged goods. It's like buying an old car that used to be really good type of deal. Not quite at the Brandon Roy level in the NBA, <laughs> what the Wolves did. He's not exactly, his knees aren't that bad, but they're not good either. Yeah, it's just one of those deals. But other uh, wide uh, wide receivers, other <clears throat> linebackers of note that could help this football team, of course, Justin Durant of the Detroit almost called him the Pistons. I don't know why. Well, probably the podcast I listened to earlier, but <laughs> Detroit Lions, Justin Durant, who is a who is a versatile guy who can also play defensive line a little bit, but more of a linebacker, of course. Justin Durant from Detroit, Detroit, I like to say that, is a, a very, yeah, a very, would be a very nice addition. He is still available as well. And the, the other name brought up earlier by Cedric Paulding. Oh, man, it was right in front of me. Carlos Dansby, that's right, that's <laughs> Carlos Dansby, brought up by Cedric Paulding earlier, yeah, I mean, he's still available, the uh, Takeo Spikes is another name to at least think about, of course, if the price is right, um, yep, Larry Grant has mentioned a guy probably wouldn't be that expensive, I gotta think, could be, you could get him for under a million, possibly, you got a guy like Dan Connor going to the Giants for only 715, only, I say, right, Keith Rivers going to the Giants, also 715, Brian Scott to the Buffalo Bills, 940. I mean, yeah, I, I, I got to think you're looking at something maybe under a million for him, possibly. It depends. I mean, shucks, Aaron Henderson signed for four million for two years, so who knows what's going to happen here. It's, uh, I highly doubt that Brian Urlacher is going to be the guy, but who knows? He's out there. The Bears, I and him, have parted ways officially. Who knows? Maybe he'll just get pissed off and, re- and retire. That's just one of those things. We'll just have to find out. We're going to get deeper into the draft with linebackers in episode number 138. So that's where things stand at this point in time right now. Uh, I made a note earlier about Mike, uh, yeah, about Wallace going to the Dolphins. Yes, it was $60 million. Just wanted to make sure, verify that it was exact. Yeah, it was right about $60 million with the Dolphins. So it's just, yeah, you know. Yeah, obviously a little bit, little bit out of our price range. Luckily, we got Greg Jennings for about thirteen million less. That is what it's all about there. So now we slide over to the draft a bit here before we get into the postseason, or excuse me, you know, Minnesota Vikings. Well, postseason they made the postseason, but yeah, well, <laughs> they didn't really get too far. Uh, but the the a name that was early showing up for the Vikings in, in the mock draft was Cord. <laughs> Corderell Patterson, out of wide receiver, a very, very talented player indeed. Up up and down speed, very, very like up up and down the field. More of a of traditional outstanding but an, an outstanding explosive deep threat, which is which is what the Vikings need desperately. The Vikings have never had a player well, they haven't we haven't had a player like that in a long time. Certainly haven't had him for quite a few years, probably since Moss, really overall, I would have to say. Jerome Simpson isn't that guy. People would like you to believe he is, but eh, whatever. He, yeah, he might be fast, but he can't catch. The object is to be fast and to catch if you're going to be a le- uh, legit wide receiver in this league. But if you're looking to... Uh, see, now there's the other two guys that are probably more likely to get because it looks like Mr. Patterson's uh, stock is going to be a little high to get down to 23-25, but obviously 
if he if he does slip to twenty three, I gotta think he is a Minnesota Viking, almost guaranteed. I mean, you have to take him there. You have to, but he probably won't be. So a guy who could be a potential Percy Harvin replacement because of his style of play and because he seems to fit what the Vikings want to do. Now, this isn't necessarily my top choice, yet at the same time, if you need to help replace Percy Harvin, now I know we have Jarius Wright, and he's very good and deserves playing time. I absolutely believe that, but I'm just trying to think like the Minnesota Vikings right now here. This is... Minnesota. This is this is me trying to think of of think the think like Rick Spielman, think like the Leslie Frazier's and Bill Musgraves. Yeah, he's not the most popular guy on this show, but <laughs> Bill Musgrave. But hey, the way the Vikings run their offense right now, that guy appears to be Keenan Allen to me, out of California, a guy who you know every single one of his highlights was not a deep pass at all. It was a it was a short pass, but the guy makes moves, man. The guy has. A lot of ability to shake players loose. He can move around. He can break tackles. He gets around. And what's crazy is he's a six. He's six two. He's not five nine like Percy Harvin. So he's a six two, Percy Harvin type of player that that absolutely can make moves. He can. He doesn't have blazing speed, but he has the ability to break loose. He, he he's good in traffic. He catches the up the middle. He does a lot of the type of plays that the Percy that Percy Harvin and players like him have the ability to do. He also can run the ball a little bit like Percy Harvin as well. As he did get the ball, Honda handed off to him and some of those reverses and such, you know, those type of, they're like semi-trick plays, not the trickiest thing ever, but yeah, you know, it, it can be tricky if you're not ready for it. <laughs> yeah, um, to me, Keenan Allen is uh, the type of player I think the Minnesota Vikings are definitely looking at at 23, maybe 25. I mean, maybe some linebackers floating there that they'd really like. Or who knows? I mean, it's a defensive tackle. That's another position we're going to get into in the next show. Defensive tackle. We're going to be talking about three or four guys like that. Uh, This particular mock draft on Bleach Report does have the Vikings taking Keenan Allen with the 23rd pick. And defensive and done. The Tone Jones. The Tone Jones coming to the Minnesota Vikings from a defensive end. They don't list what college he's from for some strange reason, but yeah, we'll get deeper into that in the next show. But defensive end, I... Uh, well, yeah, I know Jared Allen's getting a little bit older, and Brian Robinson isn't exactly the greatest player ever, and he's uh, only a year younger than uh, Mr. Jared Allen. But at the same time, i got to think defensive tackle is a greater need than defensive end right now. Though it wouldn't kill me if the Vikings took one, just... Yeah, I think they might take him, take somebody like that in the third, second or third round, maybe fourth. Uh, I don't know. I kind of see more of a defensive tackle type move there, but who knows? Or or linebacker, of course, depending on how free agency goes. I mean, you got to think linebacker is going to be right at the top of the list for the Minnesota Vikings in the draft if there is no decent linebacker coming to Minnesota via free agency. But uh, there will be at least one or two linebackers taken in the draft, regardless. In my humble opinion for the Minnesota Vikings. But the other guy I gotta mention before I forget and we move on to the <laughs> the final topic of the show, the an extensive topic, but not yep, we'll get to that in a second. Uh DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that I like an awful lot. And obviously he's another guy that's been projected to Minnesota in other mock drafts. You know how there's sometimes there's like four guys with four mock drafts all kind of parallel to lead to each other and you get all these different opinions and stuff. Um, yeah, some people have DeAndre Hopkins coming to Minnesota. 
I like him. <laughs> How can you not? I like Hopkins. <laughs> Watching his stuff, yeah, he's he's the kind of guy I've I've wanted for Minnesota for the last several years now. Since obviously, since the only good receiver we've had is Percy. Outside of uh, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice. Excuse me, Sidney Rice. No way is he Jerry Rice. But yeah, Sidney Rice's occasional deep threat ability in his one one year wonder year with Brett Favre. Outside of him, yeah, I'm Mr. Hopkins is a guy that I like an awful lot. I mean, he yeah, he creates separation. He makes catches in traffic. And the one thing that he is spectacular at, though, <laughs> that the Vikings need so desperately, is those corner. Those deep corner touchdowns, baby. Jump ball, deep corner, back of, back corner of the end zone, touchdown, baby. That's what he's good at. He got 18 touchdowns last year, and a lot of those were those back corner TDs. Where you kind of put the ball up in the air, you sail it up there, just the right spot, and Mr. Hopkins is going to bring it down, and you're going to have a TD. And that's what the Vikings need, desperately. I mean, uh, miss, <coughs> excuse me. Kyle Rudolph did a bit of that last year, but it'd be nice to have another threat of a, of a guy in Hopkins that can do that as well. A guy who's more of a full-blown wide receiver rather than just a... Uh, rather, well, I don't mean to install the tight end position, but I'm just saying a little bit more leaping ability, a little more flexibility in a, in a wide receiver versus a tight end. You know, tight ends are a little bit more of a guy who's kind of in traffic, kind of out-muscling a guy for a touchdown, where... Hopkins is a guy you can kind of jump over a guy a bit, can kind of out jump a guy, and make those clutch back corner and back corner of the end zone touchdown catches, and that's what Hopkins brings to would bring to the Minnesota Vikings, in my humble opinion. Yep, Tavon Austin, we're going to talk about him on the next show as well. Uh, Woods, also Robert Woods, another wide receiver as well. Guys, these guys are going to be all over the next show. Kawan Short, defensive tackle, that's the name you are going to hear about on the next show for the Vikings. It will be. Probably be available by twenty three, twenty five. A lot of these names are going to be guys you are going to hear. It's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to the draft, and that's you know, and I've did some more studying for it this year than I have in in some of the previous years. <laughs> I mean, you know, my schedule gets pretty busy in April, but I'm going to do the best I can to get on here in the night time. Like I usually, I'm usually, I usually record at night. I'm like the perfect, like. Uh, you know, late at night, but not overnight type of radio host. I'm just like a night radio host, like 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you know. <laughs> That's just kind of my thing. So, yeah, it's good stuff. It is indeed. So those are, yeah, those are topics for you to chew on, for you to kind of get a taste for what the next show is going to be about. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm excited. I think the Vikings will be taking some nice players with 23-25. I have a lot more faith in Rick Spielman than I had in the previous uh, administration years ago, back when we, you know, the, when Dennis Green was pretty much running the draft most of the time there at the end of his career with the Vikings. Thank God it ended. <laughs> at least the GM part of it. My goodness. Oh, boy. Oh, and remember the last time the Vikings had two first-round picks, there were guys by the name of Troy Williamson and, and Erasmus James. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Erasmus James, you can kind of get that inside joke. Those two guys were traded two years later for seventh round picks. Yeah, Troy Williamson and Erasmus James, completely ineffective players in the NFL, out of the league within no time. They were traded for seventh round picks, ladies and gentlemen. Last year's draft, if, if last year's draft is any indication of what Rick Spielman is capable of, it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be fun. I'm not expecting Randy Moss talent. 
you know, at 23, 25, but who knows? Randy Moss was taken around there, and so was Percy. So, yeah, well, let's just uh, let's just uh, fold our hands and hope for the best here. There's going to be some nice players there, and it's going to be fun. It really is. So now we're going to slowly head back <laughs> to where we were earlier, the old Facebook page. Aren't you excited to be back on the Facebook page? Well, I am. I sure am, <laughs> because we're finally going to get to some of that postseason talk. Now, remember, like I said earlier, it was all about the most valuable player, the biggest disappointment, biggest surprise for 2012 for the Minnesota Vikings. I think the most valuable player is going to be unanimous for most people. There may be some co-MVPs, but one thing i got to note real quickly, though, I'm a little bit bummed with the uh, lack of people <laughs> joining them. Joining in the joining in that thread, I don't know what's up with that. It's way less than previous years. Actually, kind of a bit surprised, but it's just again one of those deals. I guess I gotta just kind of take what I can get, right? So here's the official thread for episode number one thirty-seven, State of the Vikings. Yvonne Graf or Graf, Graf, Yvonne Graf says Adrian Peterson MVP no brainer disappointment ponders mid season slide this is kind of cool what she says here uh, surprise ponders end of season success I do think it was a fun season and look forward to seeing what happens next year will ponder continue his success will ponder continue his success and if he does will he keep it there Will Harvin be on the team? Nope, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, she continues saying, and if he isn't, what will we get for him? Well, we got those we got those picks. He got the twenty fifth pick in the first round. You get a third round third rounder for next season and a seventh rounder for this year as well. Dan Taylor out of the UK. MVP Peterson <laughs> for proving that the Terminator films were true <laughs> and that they really Send invincible robots back in time to live among us. Biggest disappointment? The D-line, yes. Which was invisible for a lot of the season. Special mention to Ponder getting injured in the last game and not getting a chance to go against the pack in the playoffs. Surprised the whole team in general. I expected a five-win season and we won ten and made the playoffs. Made the playoffs, he says? (laughs) More than anybody would have believed. For players, I was surprised at the difference Harrison Smith made. And again, the crazy year Adrian had. What a fun year overall. Yeah, that's good thoughts for it, Dan. It was a fun year, really. It just, yeah, the Packer game was a bummer at the end, the playoff game. It was just a derailing, you know, the way, yeah, Ponder got hurt and Joe Webb was just completely ineffective and how he was obviously coming in cold at the, you know, the worst time possible. Malcolm McSween. Cal says, MV Peterson, MV Peterson, <laughs> the disappointment had to be Ponder, Ponder's mistakes that cost games, so knowing that we had a 10, 10 win year that could have been 11 or 12 is crazy, and yes, it could have, Malcolm, you, you betcha, surprise, I agree with Dan Harrison Smith, I love the way he plays, the secondary was much better, emphasis on much better. Can't really disagree with anything anyone said there. That's fantastic stuff. That's why I love hearing from you guys. You got a lot of good things to say, lots to bring to the show. And you know what? The other listeners, I'm sure, enjoy what you have to say. From what I can tell, they do. <laughs> Absolutely. So, the official Purple Mafia 
MV Peterson. Okay, MVP is the NFL's MVP for 2012. Adrian Peterson. What a surprise. <laughs> the biggest disappointment for me, yeah, it was it was Christian Ponder's pitiful play late in the year. It it was. Um or middle, mid, middle, middle of the year. It was just pitiful. It's like, you know, this guy, I thought, you know, and in a lot of ways, outside of the last few games of the year, in a lot of ways, he was the biggest disappointment overall for the year because I thought he was going to make better strides. I didn't really see any special skills out of Christian Ponder until like the end of the year, pretty much, where he showed a little bit of special, where he showed some special skills, particularly in the Green Day Packer game. But when you see a guy who doesn't even look like a quarterback out there, basically, I mean, he has no special skills. All he does is run and run and run and then throw to the nearest receiver, you know, just a bailout, just kind of a bailout type of play every single bleeping time. No creativity, no ability to throw deep, nothing. It just drove me nuts. And then when he tried to throw deep, it was intercepted, you know, by a Green Bay Packer defender, secondary, whatever. It just drove me crazy. It was heartbreaking in that Packer game in Green Bay, but then he was incredibly clutch against the Packers in in the in the Metrodome. At the end of the year, he was he was he, he was awesome in that game, and he was increasingly better in the in about the three you know the three games leading up to that one. During that four game win streak, Christian Ponder improved, improved, and improved. He kind of went back to the guy he was at the beginning of the year when he was good enough. <laughs> he was good enough. And then, by the Green Bay Packer game, he looked like a legit quarterback again, kind of like the San Francisco 49er game, where the Minnesota Vikings beat a team that most people would say is better than them. They, it was at home, but they took care of business. They beat a team that a lot of people didn't expect them to beat, and they did it in an impressive fashion with good quarterback play. And, of course, the running back, Adrian Peterson, was unbelievable, beyond belief. My biggest surprise, ladies and gentlemen, has to be... <laughs> it, it, it has to be Adrian Peterson. It has to be, because how many players come back from ACLs, especially their first year, but I mean, when you're talking ACL, MCL type of deal, it's that's a really bad injury, man. I mean, Dante Culpepper was pretty much screwed after that. He was never the same. He was always inconsistent, and he drove everybody crazy, but when he was good, he was awesome. When he was bad, he sucked. And after that knee injury, he pretty much was not, he, he wasn't even, he wasn't even, close to the same player anymore. You never really thought about Dante Culpepper as a good player, an MVP candidate, which people did consider Dante Culpepper as during the 2004 season. Adrian Peterson, <laughs> you know, how, how many running backs have severe had severe ACL injuries and were pretty much a shell of themselves and out of the league within two or three years, like Terrell Davis, who was a Super Bowl MVP and a 2,000-yard guy who followed it up, unfortunately, with an ACL injury and then mediocre to zero football after that. It, it, it was heartbreaking. I mean, I loved Terrell Davis, man. I loved him. Absolutely loved him, man. That touchdown. You could just call him touchdown because his initials were TD. I mean, he was spectacular. But then to see Adrian not only come back with just at least maybe, you know, getting 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns, like, hey, he's he's at least still decent and maybe next year he'll go out there for 1,300 and, and, and 11 touchdowns. No. <laughs> He got. He nearly broke the NFL rushing record, coming off one of the most severe injuries you can ever have, and it was. And he was back well under a year. In fact, he didn't miss a single regular season game. He was just a little jittery early on, and if he wasn't a little jittery early on, he would have broke the record easily, easily. 
It's just frightening. Like one more 11 yard play or something, there's the record. You know, think about that. Versus the little two yard clouds and dust kind of start of the year that he may have had in the first few, first three games or so. It, it was the Detroit game when it started to look like he was starting to regain the full strength. Adrian Peterson again when he was pulling piles with him <laughs> and he did that the rest of the year and just there was no indication though those first four games that this was going to be as special of a season as it was for Adrian Peterson so that absolutely is the surprise for the Kerbal Mafia show and your host Joey Awajan that's me yes called you know Joey Joey Awajan whatever you want to call me so <laughs> there it is um I really appreciate what Yvonne, Dan, and Malcolm brought to the table here. I, I, I wish there was some more, but it seemed like the page was just kind of dead at that point in time. Unfortunately, that was like the low point for the page. So, it, and it, it's okay. I guess it makes the show a little shorter, which might be good for some of you guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I really enjoy doing the show, and I missed doing it. It just felt weird first First off. The first segment just felt strange being back doing this, but now I seem to be kind of more in my element again, and I'm really happy to be back, guys. And we're gonna, I'm going to really enjoy doing the, doing the draft show coming up, episode number 138. Yes, sir, and probably there will probably be some type of free agent news. Low end, maybe, maybe middle, maybe something interesting. I would, I would be happy to see that Larry Grant guy come into Minnesota. That'd be kind of cool. Would you guys be on board with it? Well, you can post on the Facebook page. There's also the Twitter account at Purple Mafia Show. And then, of course, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Like and follow and or follow those respective accounts. Would appreciate it oh so very much. As mentioned earlier, Purple Mafia is available on the sportsstuff.com. Yes, it is. So do check out that website as well. Check out the other shows. There's Timberwolves Explosion as well that I do. Timberwolves Explosion with Marcus the Forecaster. Love that oh so very much. Brave the Wild hockey fans. Yeah, I'm going to be recording one of those very soon as well. Timberwolves Explosion absolutely will be recorded this weekend. Brave the Wild probably could be recorded as soon as tomorrow or so, within the next couple days, two to three days from now, something like that. It should be out pretty soon. It's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) It it is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm back, guys. And I, I hope you're happy to hope you're happy to have me back. Hope you haven't gone away and forgotten about me. <laughs> hope I didn't bore you to death during the 2012 season. But uh, uh, hopefully the Vikings in 2013 will have something very special indeed. Let's see if Antoine Winfield comes back. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? So do go to that sportsstuff.com. Like like I mentioned, it's a great website indeed. Appreciate Dylan always for uh, making that possible to get the podcast up there and on iTunes and all that good stuff. Yes, sir. Don't forget the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. There it is. <laughs> Very simple stuff. So we'll be back to talk draft. But until then, guys, take care and enjoy this very cold month of March. Mm-hmm.